Molebo in Nelsbrook, you just made our morning. In fact, that is our first track for the Mimosa Morning Dance Class. And if you feel that you have a song which is going to make that Mimosa Morning Dance Class happen, then you better start sending in those big fat juicies once and for all because those are the kinds of tracks that are going to make us move. It's just fantastic. 7.35 you are with SFM 104 to 107. If you have just joined us, welcome indeed. So uh, from the 10th to the 13th of February, the South African National Road and Time Trial Championships are taking place. Cycling uh, Road and Time Trial uh, Championships. So we thought we'd find out a bit more about what people wear and when they go cycling, etc. Now there's a new cycling jersey. It's called the Andre Pell Justice Cycling Jersey. To tell us a bit more about that, I mean, is this mammals, middle-aged men in Lycra? We don't know. Simeon Dupree, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, how are you? Thanks very much for having me. Eh? So, I, so I, I am indeed a mammal. Eh? I'm uh, standing here on top of a, the Mahalisberg Mountains in my my mammal gear, busy cycling. <laughs> so you identified me over the phone just from my voice. <laughs> the middle-aged men in Lycra, the mammal gear. Okay, Simeon, it's a, it's a far more serious thing that we are talking about. And the new cycling jersey, the Andre Peel Justice cycling jersey, is a way to uh, engage with uh, the tragic death of a cyclist, Andre Peel. Tell us about that particular incident and what happened. Yeah, so uh, Andre Peel and my father, Jean Dupria, um, live in Lanceria and they were out for a road cycle on Saturday morning, the 29th of Jan. Mm. And at about 20 past six in the morning, they were hit by a a Porsche from behind while they were riding in the emergency lane. And uh, Andre Peel unfortunately lost his life upon impact. And my father was airlifted to um, Mill Park Hospital with serious injuries ranging from broken um, vertebrae to punctured lungs and 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 a host of things in between. How is your father now? Um, he's still in ICU, but he's doing a lot better. He's, his nickname is the Badger, and that's testament to how tough he is. Yeah. And in less than two weeks from the incident, he's um, already standing up with, with assistance. Yeah. Um, even though his back is broken in multiple places. So he's, he, we, we believe he's going to pull through. Um, he's looking a lot better than last week, but yeah, as I said, still in, in intensive care. So, I mean, talk to us about the rules of the road when it comes to cyclists. Um, we know, we do hear this a lot, we are aware of it. I mean, I, I must be honest, I'm not a cyclist, but sometimes I, I do get frustrated when I'm trying to get to work on a Saturday morning at 6 and there is a crew of cyclists all the way across the road. And, yeah. and, and, and I'm convinced that that's not correct. And then obviously yeah. if I hoot, I get, you know, really dirty looks, etc. But it, th- mm. there has to be a kind of level of respect on both sides. And I think let's, as, as drivers, understand what are we requested to do as drivers? Yeah. Look, I agree with what you're saying now. The, the, the responsibility lies with both the cyclists and the road users. Yeah. And um, cyclists need to take uh, responsibility for themselves, firstly. And once they've done that, make sure that they're abiding by the rules and um, realize that they're the most vulnerable people on the roads. Uh, and once you, you've taken that into consideration and, and, and ride 
as carefully as possible and yeah. as far out of the traffic stream as possible, then the rest of the responsibility rides with, with the road users. Yeah. And I'm convinced that if, if everybody was to follow the rules of the road, the, the amount of incidents we'd have would, would become almost negligible. Yeah. But at this point in time, like you said, you've got a, a, a couple of cyclists that, that don't bring their side, and then we've got a group of uh, uh, motorists that also have absolutely no regard for the rules of the road. So, Simeon, what is, it's, is it, it's 1.5 metres. So if there are cyclists along the road, um, then as a, as, a, as a driver, I need to be 1.5 metres away. Is that correct? Yeah, that's ideal. And, I mean, that's not always uh, possible. Yeah. But uh, any place where, where that is possible, if the cyclist keeps as far left as possible and the, the road user uh, tries to pass as far right as possible, then 1.5 metres is definitely achievable. What is it that you love so much about cycling? I mean, I know quite a few people who are massive cyclists doing long, long distances, my brother being one of them, and I cannot think of anything worse. <laughs> no, it, it definitely takes a certain type of person yeah. because it's not all fun and games. There's a lot of pain involved with it. But uh, if, if, you, if you're that type of person that loves getting outdoors and getting fresh air and being fit and healthy... And seeing the country, and um, yeah, then then cycling will definitely be will definitely appeal to you. So, so, so I mean, let's be let's. I mean, if you wanted to take up cycling, um, it's not a cheap uh, process. I mean, you can get bicycles that are like can cost the the, the price of a small car, but but it's. And I always remember that joke where they said, like, you know, twenty years ago. You, um, the price of sneakers cost this and then and now it's like well the price of sneakers cost the, the price of a small bike the price of a small bike mm. cost the but how would one start and how could one start um, at at a relatively e- cheaper cost affordable, yeah. Yeah, affordable cost maybe second hand bikes maybe yeah. rent I don't know how, how could one do that yeah so I always say cycling is, is as expensive as you want it to be um, like you said, you can buy a bicycle for well over 100,000 rand, but if you're willing to look at the second-hand market and buy an entry-level bicycle and so on, you can definitely get away for a fraction of the cost. And um, yeah, I also think if you get into a cycling community, people will be willing to, to help you out with some extra gear that they've got lying around and give you some advice and so on. Yeah, and it's definitely a lot more affordable to do it that way. So, okay, so where would people go to get that? Um, you've got second-hand um, sites like the Bike Hub and um, Facebook's uh, Marketplace and so on. Yeah. And then I think your best course of action, if you've got no idea about cycling, is to pop into any one of the cycling shops around the country. The guys there all are in the know and have contacts and they can lead you to closest clubs and so on and they'll also be able to help you out. And, and then yeah, and, and so, advice and so on. And Simeon, in closing, the um, the cycling jersey that has been created um, as a justice jersey, it's there to commemorate Andre Pale, but it's also, I suppose, to commemorate your father's strength as well. Um, what? How do people find out more about it? Where can they find it? Okay, so the the idea of the jersey was. Um, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but there's there's a court case court case pending for the the person that that hit the two of them. Yeah. And um, 
our idea with the jersey was to try and get as much awareness around that as possible. Yeah. Um, to make sure that justice is served, and that's why the shirt is called Justice for Andre. Yeah. Um, and the, by 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 creating awareness around the court case, we we can try and put pressure on the legal system to make sure that they do what they're supposed to do. So the shirt is 100% non-profit. The cost of the shirt is 100% just for the manufacturer. Yeah. Um, if you do want to order one, then you can just pop me a mail. Um, it's Simeon Dupria yeah. at gmail.com. Um, okay. So that's, uh, I can spell it out for you. It's S-I-M-E-O-N-D-U-P-R-E-E-Z at gmail.com. And if you send me a mail, I'll just forward you uh, uh, information uh, page that shows you how, how to order and, and so on. Fantastic. Simeon, in closing, a completely different question. We're asking all our guests this today, we've decided. Are you the 24-7 person who keeps their cell phone online and uh, on? Like if uh, you, and do you expect others to do exactly the same? Um, yeah, I, I, anybody would be able to get hold of me 24-7, but that's m- mostly because I've got a wife and two kids, so I feel like I need to be accessible at all times. <laughs> okay, well, there we go. <laughs> Simeon Dupree, coordinator of the Andre Peel Justice Jersey. you got the email address there, and if you'd like to follow up on that story. Jack Picati says, Morning, Mish. Because of the kind of work I do, my phone is always on. My family touches it, not the guy who receives illicit materials and puts the phone off when at home, if no immediate response. No hard feelings, people could be busy. Jack, what is it that you do that uh, you need your phone to always be on? And that's our question. Are you the kind of person who keeps totally connected to social media, to WhatsApp? Do you expect other people to be completely connected to social media? When you see those blue ticks on WhatsApp, do you get irritated when people don't respond immediately? What about when your boss calls you at 10 o'clock at night? Do you think uh, you should have to answer that? Or do you think there's a time when it all goes off. We'd love to hear from you. You can get back to us on WhatsApp. We like your voice notes. We'd also like to see you on uh, SMS and on Twitter 